Hello everybody, my name is Eli Hollingsworth, and as always, welcome back to Against the Current, a The Chosen podcast, where today we're going to be discussing my thoughts on the Chosen Season 3 finale, Season 3, Episode 8, Sustenance, which was, I mean, you know, I keep saying it, but uh, it was, as all the episodes are this season, pretty fantabulous and uh, super amazing. There were a lot of super emotional scenes, one in particular, I would say, and uh, this is the episode where I'm in The Chosen the most. Um... (laughs) Uh, uh, so just a, what a great experience to be a part of, uh, the feeding of the 5,000, what a super awesome, you know, day, and it was very tiring, but it was super awesome, and, uh, now you guys have finally heard my interview with Dallas Jenkins, which came out, uh, and you can go listen to that if you haven't yet, and I would highly recommend that you do, because we talk about a lot of interesting things about this episode, especially some specifics about, uh, the final scene, which now, since, if you didn't already know, this is a spoiler review of The Chosen Season 3, Episode 8. And know what you're thinking. Oh, is, uh, I mean, we've read the book, um, but uh, there are spoilers, trust me. So so you should definitely go watch the episode if you haven't yet. Uh, and uh, I don't know why you'd be listening again if you haven't seen the show. So uh, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Now, let's jump right into the episode. Uh, because this episode opens with King David, and the Chosen loves to flash back to King David. Well, for, first of all, because his his story has ties in a lot to Jesus' story. Also, he is, is uh, one of Jesus' ancestors, you know, biologically. Uh, but uh, David is kind of David is sitting on his throne with Bathsheba, and uh, they're they're going to hear from Absalom, who is who is going to read this new psalm that he wrote. And uh, he reads the uh, the beginning of Psalm 77, uh, which is the theme for this season. And then we cut to the intro sequence. Uh, and then we cut back to Jesus and disciples, our, our favorite 12 guys. And uh, Jesus sees Simon and John run up and he tells them to sit down. And then uh, he begins preaching by asking, referring back to Veronica, mentioning her again, which I'm glad because I was starting to wonder, you know, I was like... Like, that miracle happened, and then she just kind of, like, disappeared. She just kind of dropped off the radar. So it was, it was nice to hear them mention her again. And he asked them what what healed her, and he says it was her faith. So then Judas says, if we could increase our faith, and then Jesus starts talking about the, uh, the mustard seed. And uh, then this man comes in who is using a walking stick. He is... He is. He has an impediment, uh, so he comes in, and then uh, he's wanting healing from Jesus, and then Jesus heals him. Uh, the guy hugs Jesus, and he breaks his walking stick, and he runs away. Uh, and then the people sit down, and Jesus says that he's glad that Simon came. And then we cut to Zebedee, Mary, and uh, Ze- Zebedee, Zebedee's wife, and uh, Mary Magdalene all waiting for Eden. And then they take her into her house, and they tell her to sit down, and then they. They ask her about Simon, and they're just trying to, they're really just trying to have this conversation. This is a really nice scene where you see kind of Eden just fully uh, breaking down and, well, breaking down and opening up to kind of what she's been feeling the whole season and just kind of trying to keep inside and not not tell anyone and not let anyone know. Now she's finally opening up and, and letting, letting all of her emotions fly free, so then uh and just really opening up to Zebedee and Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene <laughs> and uh Zebedee's wife John James's mom who I I'm blanking on the name of right now but I'm sure someone will remind me uh and she's saying that she's she's kind of jealous of Veronica how Jesus gave her healing 
and uh, he didn't do that for her. She just kind of is. She's just kind of a little jealous of of, of Veronica, and uh, she hasn't. She she's she's struggling with being jealous of Veronica and and having this this anger, or I guess not as much anger as it is confusion for why this is happening and why Jesus hasn't you know helped her. But the thing is, Eden is very weary and heavy laden right now, but she hasn't come to Jesus yet. She hasn't come to that place where she where she uh, really really spends time with. Even if because uh, she, she spoiler alert, but you should have already seen the episode when she goes into the Mivka at the end with uh, Mary and uh, Zebedee's wife. I still don't remember her name. Um, she really comes and and talks to Jesus. She's talking to Jesus in that scene, even though he's obviously not there physically. But that's that's what we have to do is talk to Jesus you know, um, through, through prayer and she comes and she prays. And so that, uh, that scene is really, um, this scene, she's really struggling with, with being jealous of Veronica and not understanding why she is so heavy laden right now, but she hasn't come to Jesus. And she does at the end of the episode and she does find rest. Uh, but she hasn't done that yet. So that's what we're waiting on. And, uh, so we cut back to Jesus and more people are coming, to Jesus to hear him preach, and uh, Fatia is the name of one of the people who is arguing amongst the other groups of people from the Decapolis. All these different groups of Jews, and well, there's a group of Jews in there, but there's also mostly Gentiles who are all mixed in together, and it's a very, very interesting. Uh, because the Decapolis was an interesting place back in the in the Bible time, you know, like they they the Decapolis was uh, it was very uh, it was just a, uh, like I think they explained it in one of the episodes the melting pot for just so many different religions and people groups so uh, you really have all these different faith backgrounds uh, in the Decapolis and Jesus just headed straight for them and he preached there I believe multiple times uh, so like with the feeding of the 4,000 as well um, uh, but also uh, so Zebedee, uh, I just want to mention before, Zebedee had found in the previous scene, he found one of, or he found the jar that Simon smashed, he threw on the ground in his anger. Uh, but uh, so the people are arguing, and the Jews are mad about Jesus' disciples, and there's just a lot of arguing in this scene, and uh, there's there's a lot of arguing that I just want to point out that Jesus lets happen. Like, he he's standing there, and he sits back and lets, you know, these people argue with each other, which I thought was interesting just because, you know, he could have at any point said, hey, stop arguing, you know, Let's just stop to work out your differences. Uh, but he, the whole time, he just, he, he stands by and, and lets it happen. And he, I mean, not like lets it happen. Like he's just like, oh, you know, but I just thought it was interesting that he just is, is letting a lot of this commence and, and go forward because, uh, it, and it's really just showing in the show how, how really different these people groups were and their different beliefs, their different religions and Jesus is preaching to all of them, and he's just spreading his message of, you know, it doesn't matter what religion, what background you come from, Jesus' message still applies to everyone. Um, but they're talking about bad omens and, and different religions, and uh, you got this guy, I think his name is Aramis. Um, but uh, Fatia is loaded with paperwork after this construction incident, which I believe was halted because the workers quit after hearing Philip and Andrew's message about the banquet. Uh and Jesus talks about the meaning of the story is that he wants the house full. The the master of the banquet wants his house to be full of people. Doesn't matter what gender or gender. I don't know why I said that. Um, I'm sort of thinking of something else. Uh, doesn't matter what uh, religion or background you come from. 
the owner of the house just wants it full. Uh, and these people were like, well, at least they used to keep to, to, to themselves. And uh, so then Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, there's this funny uh, little little uh, gag there where Jesus says, let me tell you a story. And everyone groans because they know what uh, Jesus' stories have caused in the past. Uh, but then people say, this is a really interesting, I, I like this little touch how, you know, he starts preaching and the people in the back say, we can't hear you. Uh, so then Jesus has everyone, has, has disciples organize everyone. The disciples are concerned, but Jesus, you know, reassures them that it's going to be okay. Uh, Simon is, is very reluctant to help, and he's not really, um, so he's not really wanting to, to participate in this. But Leander asks a question to Jesus. Jesus repeats Leander's question to the crowd and then starts preaching and telling the story of a sower. Uh, and what, what, what was an, an interesting touch here, or, and a detail that I really, really liked, was the fact that uh, Philip and the disciples are repeating Jesus' story, you know, further into the, the crowd so then people can hear, which was very realistic and a very nice touch to add. Uh, but the music is really cool here. I really like uh, just... I mean, Dan and Nat, Dan and Matt are are geniuses. As I discussed with Dallas in my interview, they're just they're absolute legends. They they have such cool ideas. They 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 integrate musical themes and stories into the the show really really well, and just give it a specific and unique flair and vibe and just tone. And it's just so cool. Uh, but their music is always great, and it's great throughout this episode. The whole thing. Uh, and Jesus tells about he he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I just love this because. I just remember hearing those words uttered in person, and I'm just very, very, uh, very excited about that. I just really cherished that day. That was such a great experience, fantastic, one of the best experiences of my life. Unforgettable. I'll never forget it. So cool. Um, but uh, so Simon is is mad during this. The, John points out all these people that are coming, and Simon just is. It doesn't care, or he doesn't, he cares, but he he's scared because he's wanting to see what jesus does next with all of this um next we have shmuel is woken up in the middle of the night and then the man who was on the horse at the feeding herb when jesus started preaching has come to shmuel to tell him uh that uh, about about jesus of jesus of nazareth and uh shmuel is this this guy comes from the decapolis which is a mixing point of of tons of different religions so those jews there if when people were Jews there, uh, the ones that were Jews were very much, you know, relaxed on kind of the Jewish customs. So uh, Jewish was, or Shmuel is, is very, you know, he was kind of taken aback by this guy who was wearing a uh, vest of two two cloths, two different types of cloths was as a rule that was very much forbidden at that time period for that Jewish culture. Or I guess even now, I guess in the Jewish culture. Uh, so these guys were very laid back, kind of on the rules. Uh, but Shmuel is like, and Shmuel wants to ride as soon as possible to go and meet Jesus. Uh, and I just thought this scene was interesting, just to see the different, uh, just to see the realistic perspective of how those Jews at that time period from the Decapolis were very not a, not a, not very reserved on their on their Jewish customs and traditions. Uh, but then the guy on the horse comes outside and he meets Atticus, who uh, then asks about the situation and. Uh, then uh, the guy tells him. I still don't know the guy's name officially in the show, but uh, I remember seeing him. I was in a shot where he rode by on the horse, which was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so then he tells Atticus about Jesus, which means that Shmuel and Atticus are both on a warpath for Jesus of Nazareth. 
not a warpath. I don't know. Whatever. You guys know what I'm trying to say anyway. So uh, Jesus is still preaching, and people are, are gathered at nighttime, and Jesus is still preaching. Uh, and there's just some really beautiful monologues here where Jesus is preaching. Uh, he says, What is stirring in your hearts in the middle of such division and unrest is Father God being revealed to you? Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, uh, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just some beautiful stuff from the Bible. I mean, just from the Bible. Like, it's it's really beautiful stuff, what Jesus said. His preaching in the Bible is, is I think we can oftentimes forget how, just how beautiful some of the stuff he's saying is uh, in, the, in the Bible. It was just so beautiful. I just love all of this uh, portrayed in the show, too, but mostly, most importantly, in the Bible. Uh, but uh, Jesus is tired, and so he wants to go to bed. Uh, but uh, Judas is kind of counting with Matthew. And uh, Simon is not at all interested in the food. Um, or in, in, in people, because Andrew points out that people need food. Uh, Simon is not all interested in helping or being a leader in any type of way. And they're asking him for uh for advice and what what they should do because john points out that jesus said that the success of the mission depends on simon uh but uh simon just doesn't uh he just doesn't seem interested at all and andrew confronts him and talks to him about it uh but uh simon is just unwilling to help because he's he's grumpy pants simon simon mad as i have written in my notes um but uh so then we cut to shmuel he's traveling to jesus with i think his name is yanni uh, I don't, I don't, again, I'm not great with pronunciation or remembering names, so a name that's hard to pronounce and a hard to, uh, hard to remember, so it's kind of a double, double shabang there, uh, but, uh, so Shmuel's riding with this Pharisee and this other older Pharisee, and they're just kind of talking. I just thought it was interesting to note that Shmuel does not have a family, like he's not married, he doesn't have kids or anything like that, so just wondering if that's maybe an important detail that we should remember for the future. Uh, but an interesting detail, nonetheless. It probably explains why the social life is so inactive. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, Atticus is riding behind Shmuel and following him to go see Jesus. Uh, but Jesus continues preaching, and Andrew starts looking around for food, and he finds the kid. I believe his name is... Uh, I forget his name. I still forget his name. It's okay, guys. Names is not the most important part of the show here. Uh, luckily. So the Thaddeus and little James come to Jesus and they tell him about kind of the food problem and then uh, Andrew comes up with the kids food and um, Simon mentions to John that he knows that Jesus can do it he knows that he can feed these people he will do whatever he wants with them he's just afraid that they're going to choose them over him which is a very real and complicated issue that again these ideas that the chosen's writers they tackle wholeheartedly they're they're just not afraid to to uh latch on to these ideas and really explore them and and just kind of find answers to a lot of these que- to questions that people have and just really explore these ideas that are super complicated like again these take me like 20 minutes to think about just here on my own i'm like i can't i'm like what does this mean what are the repercussions of this well they obviously spent so much time thinking through these issues and just writing them in a compelling way especially here with simon's storyline because it's so complex it's 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 this idea of, I have faith. I know that Jesus can do anything. I just don't understand why he's not doing what I want him to do. And this is a very, very complex and, and great idea. And I just love love everything about 
this uh, character arc here, except for maybe the parts where Simon's mad, because nobody wants to see Simon mad. Uh, but Jesus lifts the bread up, he breaks it, he puts it in, and then he says, feed them. And I just thought it was interesting that Thomas points out this feels familiar. He kind of is starting to think, hmm, maybe Jesus has got some plan here, because this reminds me of the uh, the wedding. All hope was lost, and uh, Jesus came through. So then uh, Jesus tells the mustard seed story again, and the disciples look in the baskets, and the baskets are full. And this scene, some super duper cool music, just gotta say. Like, really awesome from Dan and Matt. They really outdid themselves in this episode specifically. But also in the full season, the music is super awesome. I can't wait for the soundtrack to drop because I'll be listening to this on repeat, as Dallas mentioned, when uh, Jesus says, let's eat, and then the music is super duper awesome. I believe, again, this I'm, I'm going to have to go back and check on this now, but I believe this is the first time we've heard a full snare drum in the show, which is a super significant moment because this is... Jesus' biggest miracle up to this point is feeding 5,000, almost 20,000, probably around 20,000 people in this scene. It's super awesome. Uh, I just really loved the music here. It's, I believe it's the first time we hear a snare drum, and it's just going at it, and it's just super cool, and and uh, an electric guitar, and just I believe this is that same theme that we heard when the disciples were playing in the water, just calling back to that. So, so awesome. So cool. I loved every bit of this scene. Just the the sigh of relief when they start handing out the food. It's just so awesome. Uh, and then the next scene, uh, Eden comes to Yusuf with her troubles. And uh, Yusuf is put in this position where he's offering help to Eden. And the only reason he agrees to see her in the first place is because he knows that he's, she's the wife of, of Simon Peter. And he's still, I believe Yusuf is going to have a turn for the better at uh, some point. But uh, he's, he's, he's wanting to help her. And uh, they talk about how Simon is feeling and how Eden, Eden, how Eden is angry with Simon, and and then they read Torah and they read. Uh, well, I think Eden's mom is the one who says something uplifting, and then Yusuf talks about psalms of anger and anguish and desperation, and uh, he reads Psalm seventy-seven. Uh, and uh, we cut to Simon passing out food, and and he's pretty upset, and we talk. We see the disciples, and everyone's happy, and Simon is mad. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we just have this really cool scene where Yusuf is um, is is reading Psalm 77, and and he's reading it, and uh, reading the parts where Daniel is is like in is calling out to God because he's he's desperate. He's 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 feeling you know down. He's 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 uh, calling out to God and and uh, Yusuf says that's not the whole psalm, is it? And there's and there's you know he's it's come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is is easy and my burden is light. And uh, such a beautiful way of tying Psalm seventy seven in with uh, the feeding of the five thousand and just kind of the theme of this season. Such a cool. Cool episode, cool scene, cool writing. I mean, Dallas and Tyler and Ryan are just all geniuses. They're so awesome. Such a cool scene. I love Yusuf's uh, kind of role here. Uh, but uh, then uh, we see Team Shmuel come in. Shmuel and the other two um, uh, Pharisees. And they talk to Neander, who's just kind of like, you know, he's like, how could you see this and not be amazed at the, just the glory, and they need three witnesses, and they're just there's some back and forth on that. Uh, and 
Jesus tells them to uh, to go back to, you know, they're, they're going to head back across the, the lake there. And uh, Simon tells John that he thinks he's a mistake. He thinks he shouldn't even have been called in the first place. Uh, but uh, he's really upset here. And uh, Atticus is kind of watching the, as Shmuel comes to Jesus. And uh, he's he's kind of talking about how he's he's in turmoil. He's 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 feeling conflicted right now. Now I didn't get to ask Dallas what this meant. I was gonna talk to him about it, but this scene was so um, it just kind of for me, and I'm sad about this, but for me it got a little bit lost in the moment watching it in the theater. It got a little lost from what I thought was coming next. Uh, the next scene, which was also extremely beautiful, by the way, which we'll get to in a, in a few seconds here. But um, this scene is is really interesting. How Shmuel is is this because it's a pretty important scene. Shmuel is talking to Jesus and he's having doubts, and he's he's obviously uh, conflicted and having turmoil. And Jesus mentions that he's running out of time, and uh, just a just a cool scene there, cool conversation. I'm interested to see where this conversation will lead in the coming seasons. Uh, but uh, so then Jesus goes up to pray on the mountain, and uh, the disciples are rowing the boat across the lake, and it is storming and raining, and it is the walking on water scene. We've finally made it to this scene. Now Dallas explained the story on our interview of how I kind of predicted this scene almost a year ago uh, when they were filming it. I thought, you know, what if they're doing the walking on water and. And it ended up being true, and it ended up being one of the most rewarding scenes in the entire show. Most impactful and emotional and just epic and amazing scenes the show has ever seen. And I love this scene so much. It is so cool. Uh, just even the little homage to the painting of Jesus reaching his hand down through the water. Uh, I remember thinking about that in the theater, just thinking, wow, that's so cool. And this scene, just everything about it is perfect. The visual effects are incredible. It looks fantastic. Uh, and this scene just, just blew me away in the theater. No doubt about it. So awesome. Uh, perfect climax to Simon's character arc. Perfect climax to Eden's character arc. As she finally comes to Jesus. And she finds rest. Because his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I believe I'm saying that right. Uh and just such a such a beautiful scene, both visually and emotionally and spiritually. They really found that way in. They 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 totally found that way in because Dallas was talking about. I don't know if we can find that emotional spiritual way into the scene, and they found it, and they nailed it. And I was like in the theater. I mean, I was I was ugly crying. You know, like this just the like like it was it was so emotional, and I still get emotional. You know, watching the scene. Uh, such a cool scene and just so so glad that it ended up happening because I had lost all hope that they were going to do the scene because I mean I predicted it and then they they kind of were like they really kind of shut me down oh uh, after I predicted it so I was just kind of like you know I just really backed off and I I really didn't think they were going to do it like I, I completely forgot about it it didn't even cross my mind like I did my top five predictions for the season finale and I didn't even think about the walking on water. It was just completely out of my mind. You know, I like I just I just wasn't thinking about it because I just you know I'd forgotten about it. And so the fact that it did happen, and the fact that it was as amazing as it was, and it served the story as well as it did, and it was just so so rewarding. Uh, I couldn't be happier with the way it turned out. I couldn't be happier with the way it 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 made it to the screen, and it looks 
so beautiful and it feels so impactful and real it's just such an epic moment i really loved it it was so cool um and this scene is just it's it's incredible so awesome can't say enough about how great this scene was uh but you know we uh we have a little bit after this scene and after this scene uh we have a very cool montage uh of just kind of we have these shots of people you know matthew is still struggling with his jewishness per se simon and eden come and they're they're they, they seem to be resolved, but there's still more trouble to come. You know, they're not they're not completely done yet, and we'll probably see more of that in season four. Uh, Gaius is worried about his servant, who Dallas said in the interview that uh, there will be, your Gaius' story will be concluded in season four, so we'll have to see what uh, that entails. Although a lot of us, you know, we pretty much know where it's going by this point, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of wraps up. We have Thomas and Rayma. Their storyline is going to continue in season four. Again, I wish we could have seen more screen time devoted to that subplot this season. Uh, but you know what? That's okay. Uh, we'll get more of it in season four, so that's fine. <clears throat> and Absalom continues reading the psalm. And he finishes. And then David says, I think it's ready. And the credits roll. And phew, what a season. This season was just so much bigger and better than I ever dreamed it could be. And it was just so amazing. And so many wonderful things happened. So many cool stories. Just just so much leading up to it. You know, it's it's really like, you know, you never think anything can be quite like a, a nerd community like, you know, Marvel or Star Wars or any of those big, massive, $100 million blockbuster movies. You know, but the, the chosen community is really... It's so much fun to be a part of, just to see these scenes unfold, predicting what's going to happen next episode. Even though we've read the story, we've read the book, you know, we know what's going to happen. But still, it's it's so it's so well done to the point where we, you know, we're still guessing, we're still on the edge of our seat to see what's going to happen next episode. We're still trying to predict. We're still trying to say, oh, are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? And so when 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 we're right, or you know, even when we're wrong, you know, just the reaction, the fans. I'm I couldn't be happier to be part of this community. Uh, it's so fun. I just love the being a part of, of watching these episodes and, and talking about them with people. I just love seeing people's reactions to them and, and hearing other people's thoughts. And, and just it's so much fun. And I can't wait for season four because this season was epic. It was awesome. Uh, on my YouTube channel, if you guys want to watch those videos, I will be posting in the, up- in the coming weeks uh, before filming starts, which then we'll be doing the filming breakdowns, which... Can't believe it. March 27th, we're going to be doing it all again. Crazy. (laughs) Uh, Who knows what big prediction I'll have next season. Uh, But um, uh, um, I'll be doing some rankings on the channel. So I I, I think you guys should definitely check those out. I'll be ranking the seasons, you know, by which ones are my favorite. Ranking the episodes, ranking the characters, ranking, I don't know, music, I don't care. We're doing all kinds of rankings on here. Because I personally love those types of videos that I want to bring that that type of video to the chosen. So that's kind of what's on the horizon for me uh, in between season four uh, filming, which is going to be, can't believe we're already here. It's going to be amazing. And uh, season five and six, and I'm all here all the way through seven. I'm I'm permanently booked for, for the chosen. I'm all in. And I hope you guys are too, because this show is truly something special. Like there's nothing like it. 
it's it's so emotional and impactful and just emotionally resonant, spiritually resonant. And, you know, it has its critics. There's so many people who try to discredit the show and, and discredit Dallas. And, and it really, none of it matters because when you watch the show, I don't care what the motives are of anyone who makes it. The final product, watching it, it's, it's truly incredible. It's so, so well done. Production value, cinematography, music, acting, all of it. It really is just a marvel. And I don't care, you know, what religion, what background, whoever is running it is, even though, you know, we know all of that. But, but it doesn't matter because the show itself is, is so special. And I, again, I'm super, super glad to be a part of something that is as special as this show. And I'm, I can't wait for the future of The Chosen. So if you enjoyed my reviews of The Chosen Season 3, then be sure to follow or subscribe or whatever you do on your podcast platform to stay notified whenever I come out with a new podcast episode because these are exciting times for The Chosen community. I feel like there's never not an exciting time for The Chosen community, but these are exciting times, and you're going to want to stay tuned. I I really think you will uh, if you enjoyed this, and if you're here at the end of this half-hour-long episode that I think you definitely enjoy hearing me talk, which is surprising, but uh, you should definitely stay tuned for, for more episodes And uh, we're going to be talking all about The Chosen Season 3, or Season 4 and 5 and 6 and all that again. So make sure you're following and have notifications turned on so you know whenever I come out with a new video or episode or whatever it is. Um, We are currently in the top 50 podcasts in TV and film in three different countries, which is pretty awesome. Uh, And I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to the podcast. It means the world to me that I get to talk about something that I love and have people listen and people impacted by it so i just want to thank you guys because we all love this this beautiful thing so um i'll see you guys in my next episode goodbye